Welcome to the Real Messy Podcast, where we have real messy conversations that occur in education. This is Jen Nace from Grays Lake Central High School, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Rachel Lazinski. Hello. And Shana Piggott. Hello. And it's Monday, and today it actually feels like a Monday. I don't know about you guys, (laughs) but um, we have about 29 days left with our students, and teachers all over the building are running around, prepping for the end of the school year, trying to make sure students are ready for their final exams. And with that, teachers are beginning to feel a little burned out. I think us included Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead of wallowing and all that, today we're going to try to take some time to refocus and talk about reflection and what that can do um, for teachers at this point in the school year. I think one of the most important things on this time of the year is not to dread the chaos, but to take a few moments to embrace that chaos as a perfect opportunity to reflect on how do I make this better in the future, right? Like when we're in the midst of all this crazy, like just stopping and trying to identify what is really bothering me? What are the real obstacles for me to like, what's preventing me from feeling successful in this moment? What is creating all this stress? Is it this overwhelming pile of stuff I have to grade because I've been using worksheets as classroom management or Mm -hmm. is it this like I don't really know where I'm going and so I'm frustrated because like I don't have a clear path to provide my students to get to this end or is it you know whatever I just I need to create an assessment and I haven't even started yet you know and I didn't you know pre-plan that out ahead of time there could be a lot of things just so much like feeling out of balance but really like getting that on paper and then identifying what of this can I control What can't I control? And of the things you can control, what's your plan to control them? What's your plan to set goals, to work forward, to make it better for next time? And like really like like creating those steps to get out of the chaos, right? Mm -hmm. So like to build that ladder to kind of get above the storm so that you feel success. Like this is the perfect time to like take that opportunity to just reflect yeah it really is the perfect time because oftentimes we get so stressed at the end of the year that we start the summer feeling like thank goodness for this break and then to actually get geared back up again Mm -hmm. to start our curriculum projects to think about the students in our classroom and then all of a sudden we're like oh the school year starts so early and I think balancing our time in the summer with having these curriculum projects with also enjoying ourselves and our families and de-stressing because, you know, students and kids all the time, it does wear and tear on our emotional, (laughs) our own emotional needs. But if we are able to set those goals and really have that balance and that like straight mark what we want to hit, I think it will help our summer be more productive instead of just relaxing. Well, and I think like this time of year lends itself, even though we're in, you know, in this chaos at the moment, I remember as a first year teacher um, in our binder, which I don't think they give this out to teachers anymore, there was a bell curve about the emotional roller coaster of, of the mm-hmm. of the school year of teaching. That? Do you guys remember this? Where you start off at like excitement and you're, you know, optimistic and then like the bell curve goes down. I believe they call the lowest point disillusionment. Oh jeez. <laughs> and then <laughs> Oh man. And then it works its way back up. And I, I remember watching this, we used to I mean we actually posted it by our desks as a joke, a bunch of us first year teachers for the first couple of years. We kept it there. 
Um, but you, right around April and May, you're going back up. You're on the upswing now. So right. even though there's a lot going on, you, you're you naturally feeling a little bit more positive. The end of the year is coming. You have good relationships with the kids in your classrooms. Um, and, you know, things are kind of naturally that way. I know for me, I always... Um, testing time whenever we'd have the, the the SAT or the ACT before it was SAT I would always actually look forward to that day because I'd have a blank piece of paper in the testing room you can't bring anything in with you and I would just start reflecting mm-hmm. on everything throughout the year but I often I started after that realizing that doing it in April sometimes wasn't always the best thing but keeping a pad of note paper and like a running list kind of by you to like quickly write down like today's lesson didn't go well, or, you know, kids are confused with this. Those small areas of reflection that can really kind of, like, aid in next year's, just to give us notes, because we often don't record, like you were saying, Shana, we don't record our feelings in that moment, and then by the time we approach it next year, we don't remember mm-hmm. how we felt how we felt going through that and how students felt, you know? Or, like, we try to Band-Aid, like, right. these symptoms... Mm-hmm right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we, you know, look at all these different things and we're trying to fix all these problems and we're we're like, you know, Fred Flintstone in his little pedal car, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But really like the underlying problem is we're riding in a pedal car. Like we need a better car. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's like, is there an opportunity to use things like curriculum or is there an opportunity to build our own like knowledge base or our own toolbox of of strategies or do we need examples? Do we need to connect with Mm -hmm you know, networks of people that also teach the same thing? Do we need, like, fresh ideas? You know, like, what is the real, like, root of the problem? And can we change it? Mm -hmm. You know, can we fix it at the base of the problem and not, like, keep scrambling all the time to, like, fix the symptoms? Right. Right. And, And now is the time, right? Because now is the moment where if we can start to identify some of those areas of frustration that potentially need change for next year, this is the moment when we're going to have the most opportunity going into summer mm-hmm. and going into the beginning of the school year to make that change possible instead of waiting until next April when, you know, that same same busyness comes around. You're not going to have as much time or focus to really dedicate to the root of the problem and trying to, like, make that better car. When I think time, like, when you talk to teachers, that's the number one obstacle that they mm-hmm. always list when we're talking about any kind of change, like, oh, time, oh, time, like... You're not going to have any more time than the summer Mm -hmm. to be able to get things done. And so it's like, how do I prepare myself so that I can be the most efficient in the Mm -hmm. summer to get the most done, but still have balance with all those other things? Like if we totally shut down during that time and don't do anything and we come back to the beginning of school year and we want to make these changes, then, yeah, time is a gigantic obstacle. But if we kind of leverage that time in the summer efficiently by having a plan, Mm -hmm. having good goals, having the resources we need, having examples we can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time without a lot of other distractions. And then we can feel more prepared going into that next school year. And I think even some of our um, curricular teams are changing. So Mm -hmm. there's some new people on our teams. There's some voices we haven't heard before. And I think the summer is a nice time too, just to connect with different people. We're kind of like the students. We talk to the people we see in our classes, we see on our teams, Mm -hmm. we see in the hallway at certain times of the day, like our schedule is so binding that it prevents some cross-curricular work and Mm -hmm. it prevents some people even from working with us when they want to or when they need to. Um, So I just think about different opportunities for different voices and genuinely listening to their ideas and their suggestions instead of saying, this is our unit, this is what we do, 
here you go, here's the stuff, Right. you know? Right. But really in bringing in, like if you're jotting down those reflections as you're going through your mm-hmm. unit and as you're like, you know, taking that blank sheet of paper and you're writing those down, like that's just as powerful to share with another teacher than giving them the stuff yes. that you're teaching in a unit. So if Very you do much. have new people coming onto your team, what are some of those key reflections? And then how can you use their strengths to help overcome those obstacles? Like, what are those people good at? Like, what are some of those things that you hope Mm -hmm. that they bring to your team to help move the team and all the students forward? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like, this is also a chance of opportunity. You know, maybe you saw something or heard about something in another classroom, and at the time, in the in the middle of your year, you don't have time to make changes or, you know, make different assessments and things like that. This is your chance to potentially, you know, try a few new risky things. And when I say risky, I mean just, you know, new and exciting things mm-hmm. that maybe are a little bit risky for you that you're not familiar with. And this is the time to be able to seek out the people who can help you with that. You know, seek out the teachers that may have tried that already, get feedback from them, what did and didn't work, and, you know, really plan it through so that it doesn't become risky anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, in the power of student voice, this is oh, a great yes. time to help the students yeah. be reflective and then be able to use that data, that information to make change for the future. So, like, thinking about, like, how can we incorporate student voice with our own reflections as we move into, like, the summer and as we move into the next school year to try to make that change? And especially when you think about, like, the consistency of your course. Like, how are we using our digital tools, like Schoology Mm -hmm. and email and, like, other communication platforms? Like, what's working? What's not working? What do we need to learn? So, or what, you know, know, maybe trying out a couple different models with the kids towards the end and be like, would this work better? Would this work better? Actually, like, having them experience some different things to provide you that feedback. Once those kids are out of your room... Well, then you got to wait and you don't really know from Mm -hmm. them. Right. And, you know, until your next group of kids comes in. And they like feedback. Mm -hmm. Like I that was always one of my favorite things was talking to students about I actually changed a book because of the reflections that my kids came back because they, you know, the and they were genuine. too. It wasn't just I didn't like it. It was usually like came from a genuine area of like. I feel like we learned the same thing in this book, but we just enjoyed it more. So, like, if it comes down to, like, we got the same thing out of it, can it be something that we enjoy more? I think they're pretty honest, and they like when you ask their feedback. It makes them mm-hmm. feel important. It mm-hmm. makes them feel heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will take that seriously, and they will give you, you know, genuine feedback. Yeah, But we right. do have some students that struggle with mm-hmm. providing that feedback. If they're and not like, used to it. And helping yeah. them to mm-hmm. articulate what it is and, like, helping teach them. Like, teaching other people to be reflective is a great way for you to think about how you're reflective and how your reflective processes work. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that metacognition, like how do we mm-hmm. help people become better at reflection? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, just depending on where your students are at, you might actually have to help instruct them on how to articulate yeah. that reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about, you know, those ideas of a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. where like people, it's in like November and people are like, okay, well, when the new year starts, I'm going to do this. And I was reading this thing about, well, why not just start today? Why Mm -hmm. not just start tomorrow? Like, why are you waiting for this arbitrary date to do something? And I think about that with the next school year approaching. Um, I'm reading this book that's really powerful for me right now, and I want Lit Team to explore it as well, of reading nonfiction with Kylene Beers. And three of the questions that she asks to encourage students to have a more engaged stance when they're reading 
I've been implementing in the classroom. And I've been asking kids, like, what are you saying? What do you see? You know, what do you think about this? And some of their answers are really shallow. And so then I start thinking about what I'm going to do when I ask this question to the new students next year. And when I bring pose it to the kids of like, hey, I learned something new. I want to try it with you because I really want to implement it more um, consistently in my curriculum next year. I need your feedback. They just think that's like the coolest thing ever, that mm -hmm. they're helping me plan something. Yeah. And yeah, I feel a little guilty because I had to let go of like this last unit, but I'm okay with it, you know, because it's really like providing them an engaging way of looking at text and I want to know if it works, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and I remember when we did the 30 days to establish a new habit, like yeah. we have 29 teaching days, people, that's close to 30. That's What's true. What's 30 days habit? to establish a new habit? Is Tell me more. Institute day yeah. two years ago, th four years ago. I oh, know. I don't remember. <laughs> but um, it, it talked about like, in, essentially it takes, 30 days is what they say you have to do something in order for it to become habit. Oh, so yeah. if you do it for 30 days, okay. it is now a habit. Do you have to do it at like the same time in the same ways? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think it's, it's just, just the consistency what of daily. What it is that you want to do, but it's just being consistent over a period of time. And they said if somebody can do it for 30 days, they're more likely to incorporate it into their long term like habits. So if I go to Starbucks for 30 days, it will be Starbucks I think it for already life. Is a habit. You might actually be addicted at that point, and your pocketbook will let you know. <laughs> but there are some habits in the classroom that definitely should be right. something we're addicted mm -hmm. to, but there are also some habits. How do we get rid of the bad ones? Like, how do we look at well, stuff? Well, don't do it for 30 days. Oh, okay, <laughs> got it. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. some, like, places we get into these same questioning ruts, or we, right. we look at a new curriculum map, and we're just like, oh, well, I I liked this so I'm gonna put it here and we kind of you know we talk about yeah. retrofitting a yeah. lot but I just wonder how do we get over like reflecting how do we get over the the stuff that I'm not satisfied with that are like almost ingrained in my psyche you know like letting well the first thing you have to do is identify what those are <laughs> right? yeah. like that's the biggest challenge like, sometimes we don't have a problem I yes we don't take that time like, I know what are right. problems like what's the issue here you know like really again getting to that the root of the problem and really like is it our curriculum is mm -hmm. it our habits is it our relationships with our co-teachers oh, is it yeah. the relationships with our students is it the fact that we don't have a strong background content is it our toolbox is too shallow like you know we're, we don't have the tech skills like what is it like, well, what is bringing you? And, us down yeah. And, sometimes, yeah and sometimes we don't even recognize that i mean we right. are all pretty reflective people but even sometimes we miss things oh, yeah, you know totally. and like so you think about having somebody that you feel very close with and like having them come in and looking at your classroom and maybe taking I don't know three days out of the course of the next month stopping in for 15 minutes maybe they can pick up on something that you've never even noticed you do and if it's come if it comes from a very authentic like here's what I'm noticing it looks to be you know it's it's harmless I, right. as long as you're open for that feedback that's another you gotta great take way down your walls yes yeah. it's very vulnerable but it's another great way to like if you want actual change, you need to be a little bit vulnerable sometimes. I want, I like when people observe me and ask me questions mm -hmm. because then it takes me through. Like, why did you do that? Right. Like, <laughs> what were you thinking? Well, like that whole yeah, um, like, stimulated recall thing yeah. of like, when you did this, why did you do mm -hmm. it? And why did you do it then? And why didn't you do this? Yeah. Because then you start to talk about your, mm -hmm. what you actually wanted to implement and the person can say to you, like, that's not really what happened. Right. What did the students right. get from that? I think coming at people with, like, a questioning stance really encourages reflection a lot more than 
Here's a color-coded clock. You talked for this many minutes and the student, you know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like we get those like weird ideas that we have to like show instead of ask and nurture. Well, let's say you don't even want somebody in your classroom. One of the things in the new coaching cycle that we're going to be learning about this summer and implementing next year is the power of videotape. Yes. What if you set up a camera in your classroom, oh. videotaped you doing a lesson and watched it? sounds so painful i don't know if i can ever <laughs> teach again i know i say okay too much right. like these little but getting, but getting past that <gasps> piece of it right like hearing yourself on tape and yeah. those kinds of things like when you get to the heart of it like what is a reality of what's happening in your classroom and one of the quickest ways to get there is, is to, to videotape video is to actually watch like you're a fly on the wall what was happening not only with what you were seeing while you were in the room but like what's happening around you right like mm -hmm. what are the students doing are they really doing what you perceived that they were doing while you were at the front of the room or whatever it happens to be but like that's a really powerful tool that doesn't necessarily involve other people being in your classroom. That's between you and the video camera. Yeah. But like it can really help you establish some like neat like areas of improvement and goal setting and those kinds of things. What if what if the fear is I see my struggles. I know what I'm bad at. I don't know what to do to change it. We have people to help. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. Or what if it's that whole feeling of I've been teaching for this long and I still don't have this under control. Are people going to judge me? And honestly, I, that's where I just like, you know, I want the world to be butterflies and roses. And like, I would yeah. like it to be a world where if people are looking to better themselves, other people are there to support them. And and realistically, if if it's not like that, this is kind of a call out to teachers. We tell our students we want to be that way for our students. Why can't we be that way for each other? Right. You know, absolutely. If, if we want our students to feel safe and to be able to make growth and make change, we should want the very same thing for every single person in this building. Right. And nobody's perfect and nobody mm -hmm. has, you know, is a perfect teacher and has all the right you know, skills and attributes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We all are works in progress. And so we should be helping each other to grow. Yeah, it's like doctors. We get in second opinions because one doctor says one thing and these are like right. the most educated medical professionals. And, you know, like we're like, well, I think I want to go to this doctor and I want to hear this information. So I think like teachers, too, it's like, OK, you do lit circles really well. That is something I've struggled with my entire career. Like, yeah, let me see this. What's going on in here? What's your stance? Right. What's your approach? And maybe it's not even somebody in our building. Maybe yeah. you use an outside network of people to like share ideas mm -hmm. and talk through things. And, you know, maybe that feels safer to you because mm -hmm. they're not the people in your building that you're becoming vulnerable yeah. to. But you can still learn even so. outside of education. Like right? take it home, show it to my husband, see like, OK, you haven't been in a high school classroom since you were in high high school you know mm -hmm. like how would you interpret this right <laughs> that'd be interesting yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah I think in general uh this time of year calls for a lot of reflection and hopefully this kind of reflection will kind of I don't know bring change in a positive way I know even mm -hmm. just talking about it I don't know about you guys but I feel better enthusiastic mm -hmm. about what's possible yes i feel a little less monday dreariness right now mm -hmm. so that's a good thing i'm starting to feel sad we only have like 29 more days with our kids I know. Oh, I know. that makes me sad get all the feedback you can i know miss them days. so much yeah right? 
So, well, we hope you join us for future episodes where we tackle some real messy questions and other educational topics. You can also visit our Real Messy website for additional resources or to submit questions and topics for future episodes. Also, please check out our new podcast featuring some of our high school students called From Their Desks, Student Perceptions on High School. In this podcast, you'll get to hear more about what school is like for students in an effort to help us better understand, connect to, and ultimately teach high school students in a real way. Thanks for listening.